This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game, it's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in, I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And, and this, this is, is our, our house. house. Welcome back to the House of Hockey podcast. I'm your girl, Ray Ray. And I'm Breezy. And we are here with a brand new episode for you. We are very excited about it. We are both still alive, as you can tell, and we will get to our life updates here in just a moment. But we wanted to give you a little insight into this week's guest. Yeah, so we brought on, his name's Frank. He actually hosts the podcast Hockey Illuminati. And uh, he actually hosted me on his podcast back in January. And we did a fun little take on the hottest hunk of hockey for the All-Star game. So I thought it might be kind of cool and turn the tables on him and, and bring him on our channel. Yeah, he's also friends with Steven Stamkos. He is, and he's played against Jack Eichel once upon a time. So we're going to yeah. have some good stories from him. Yes, he shared some stories that he could about those guys, and we definitely had a nice long conversation about all things hockey and uh, what we love about it. But that's coming up in just a little bit. Um, I think I think we both <laughs> let's get into our life update. I mean, uh, there's no updates really. <laughs> no, we're alive. That's an update. I think that's all we can ask for. Just yeah, yeah. I decided to take a couple days and not really do any productive work activity, and. I'm okay with that. I, I yeah. feel like because the world is shut down, nobody is like, oh my God, Rachel took three days off of work. <laughs> <laughs> so I did and it was glorious and I needed it. I needed to recharge. What about you? Yeah, um, yeah. I, well, I've been working, um, you know, kind of having your own business like I do. It's got to keep your clients happy. So I've been working and and still doing my photography course and my cooking course i actually just bought a, a master class so i've been learning texas barbecue Whoa. so who's on do you how do you like that master class i've heard wonderful things you know i was like iffy on it i because it's kind of pricey to buy it and i thought like oh it's just one class you know because i I see something and I'm like, okay, cool. I'll buy it. Or it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't really read too much into it. So, but I figured I was like, you know what, if, if this is, if this is it, maybe I'm going to open up my own, uh, my own restaurant in the next five years. I don't know. So I, uh, so yeah, I, I bought the, the masterclass and it's actually really cool. There's, you're able to kind of pick anything and everything you want. It's like a year long subscription and you could take any course you really want. Um, so I, I pulled up all the culinary courses and mixology courses. Gotta, you know, get my sh shaker on, I guess. I, <laughs> I don't know. 
But yeah, it's fun. I want to come to your restaurant in five years from now. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll host you. I'll put you at the I'll put you at the chef's table. <gasps> Ooh, I better be seated at the chef's table. <laughs> it might just be a little spot out the door, but it's fun. No, That's okay. I-, I will sit there with honor and pride to eat Breezy's famous barbecue or whatever you decide to to go with. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'll hold you to it. <laughs> oh, I realize I do have some updates on my state of hockey, learning to play hockey. That's true. Yeah. So I have received my actual sized hockey stick. I had it cut down to the correct nose height and I learned how to tape the stick. I learned that I made a rookie mistake in not buying white tape for the handle because the black tape, when it gets like hot and sweaty with the glove, rubs off on the white glove and then leaves like black marks all over stuff. Uh Fun fact, Rachel Ray Ray here did not know that about the tape. So... I learned it something is, there. I, yeah, it is true. I have black tape on mine, but I'm just, I just like black. So I just went for it, but. Okay. You make me feel better. better. Yeah. <laughs> so see, we're on the same boat. We can have black tape. We'll be black tape twins. Yeah, we can. We're going to make it like a cool thing. We're going to make it, yeah. we're going to make it happen. And then yeah. I did learn how to shoot a tennis ball, shoot pucks. Mm-hmm. I, I went out into a very safely quarantined area where no one was around and fired some tennis balls at a fence because I don't have a net. Uh, Remember, I have never done this. I have none of these tools. (laughs) Stick was the most, the only tool I have right now in a tennis ball at a puck. And that was, that was interesting. I realized I definitely hold the stick. Like when I was practicing, more like a golf club. I, I, okay. was, I was going into some of my, I used to be a golfer and I went into my golf tech techniques and like sitting and how far away my arms are from my body kind of thing. And I'm not entirely sure if that is applicable to hockey. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will have to follow up with my coach when I do another, my virtual coach. Uh, yeah. when I do another practice and, and make sure I'm doing stuff. But that was fun. I was right. I needed to get some aggression out anyway. So it was nice yeah. to just rip, rip that tennis ball on the fence. Exactly. We got to get you a mini net. I have a mini net in my room that I, that I use. Okay. We should get you a mini net. All right. That's the next thing I'll <laughs> order when we get another sponsor for the podcast. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> if anybody out there who sells, uh, sells mini nets and wants to donate to Rachel's, uh, learning to play hockey i'll gladly shout you out <laughs> there you go and i'm sure you would support that choice right Bracy? exactly we'll get you one too we've both got to have one yeah we yeah. both have to and then maybe we'll have a little 1v1 and, and we both have our own nets and, and we're good exactly are you listening yep. to any uh good music or anything right now uh Gosh, you know, I'm a I'm a pretty avid music listener. I probably have my Spotify on all day long from like the second I wake up to getting dressed and doing work. And I always go in the backyard and I sit in the backyard. So I have music playing from pretty much the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. So I listen to a bunch of different stuff all the time. But I would say I'm really obsessed with, uh, I don't know, have you heard of Tyler Childers? 
No. He's great. He's Is great. it country or? Yeah, but it's kind of like, um, he's definitely country. I would say con- not so much bluegrassy, but like more country, more like a, a modern day, maybe like Johnny Cash. Maybe. I don't know. That's probably a really strong thing to say. I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying that, but I would it's, say listen to Tyler Childers. He's good. I like Johnny Cash, so any semblance of that, I'm, I would enjoy that. It's, I'm, I'm the complete opposite with music. With, really? Like, I very rarely listen to music, except if I'm working out. I, I really, uh-huh. really need music. I really like music. Uh-huh. for that and then I actually found I'm gonna butcher this name by gnarled beats something it has something to do I'm gonna look it up because that sounded <laughs> like I made some words up it sounded like you were going to like a I don't know like a relaxing resort or something <laughs> <laughs> they're called binaural like audio, like B-I-N-A-U-R-A-L beats, and they enhance your concentration. Holy shit, Rachel, let's use your words. Okay. (laughs) They enhance your concentration by traveling through different brain wave frequencies until you reach peak awareness in gamma state. I don't know what that means, but it's supposed to help you focus. And there's like some beats go in one ear and some beats go in the other ear and it it really did i had them on when i was needing to focus and write a bunch of stuff and i just thought oh i'll try this out but other than that i don't really i only listen to music i feel like that would like get all like weird if you had beats going in both different i just listen to the playlist brain food just because that makes the most sense to me makes me concentrate but (laughs) Try the bana, bana, banana waves thing that I... The banana waves. The banana waves. I'll look at the banana waves. <laughs> I'm sure I'll find it appealing. You will. It was, it's very... You didn't even like, get that pun. <laughs> appealing. I didn't get it. I meant, it went right over my head. It went right over your head. That's I'm fine. Sorry. Was, that I'm happens horrible. to me all the time. I come up with puns and everyone's like, yeah. I'm like, that's not... That was supposed to be funny, but I guess it's not. Okay. <laughs> On to the next one. <laughs> okay, would you want to do it again and I'll laugh? No, it's okay, because it's not <laughs> funny the second time. <laughs> Very appealing. Okay, Very I got appealing. it. Yeah. I, I only got it until you said it. And... Yeah, and then when you start laughing at your own jokes, that's when you know they're real bad. Just burst my bubble. It's all good. Anyway, Sorry. no bubbles to be burst at this point. Oh, but you know what I do like? I do like live music. I like live yeah. concerts. I like going to live music. I'll listen to music in the car every once in a while, but obviously we haven't been in the car for very long periods of time. And I'm I, saying, you'll listen to music in the car every once in a while, and you live yeah. in LA and you drive the 405. I listen to podcasts. Oh, I listen like nope. my that's my time to listen to podcasts because if I'm driving in LA, it's yeah. more than 30 minutes. I could usually get in like two podcasts, sometimes that's three. That's true. Um, true. Depending on where I'm driving. And what's your I, favorite podcast? Oh well, other than ours, obviously. Ours, ours. Honestly, my favorite spit and chicklets. Yeah. 
they make me laugh. I love the guests they bring on. I love the stories they tell. I love that, like, I love when Wit goes on his rants and starts, yeah. like, yelling. It, it speaks to my soul. Yeah. And <laughs> that's, that's, that's definitely the one I listen to the most. And I enjoy okay. it. Plus, I, I, I learn. I like it because I learn more about, you know, past players and stuff that I don't have a, a depth of knowledge on. And so for me, it's entertaining and I learned at the same time. So no brainer. What about you? What do you list? What podcast is your favorite? Uh, I actually am not a podcast listener. And yet you have a podcast. Yeah, I've never (laughs) really been. I tried listening to, uh, so I used to have to drive down. So yeah, I used to have to drive down to Manhattan Beach once a week for work. I just had to go for an hour long meeting. So that's fun. So I had to drive pretty much two hours to Manhattan Beach because of traffic, be there for an hour, and then drive about two hours home. So I, I obviously, when you're in the car and you listen to music as much as I do, you kind of want to change up the pace a bit. So I tried listening to a couple podcasts. I obviously, I, I obviously listen to Spit and Chicklets occasionally uh, if they have a good episode that I want to listen to, which Duncan Keith's episode is by far my favorite one. Um, but I try listening to like scary stories because I like hauntings and paranormal stuff. Like I think it's good, but I start, it's like, it made me fall asleep almost in the car. So it's like, okay, let's, let's not do that. Let's put on bring me the horizon or something. But, um, our, our buddy, Jason, Jay uh-huh. Withy from Pacific Rink, he just came out with his uh, podcast for Pacific Rink. It's hosted for by Pacific Rink, I guess. And it's hilarious. I don't know if you've heard their first episode, but it was hilarious. So I would say, I'm going to say the Circle Chirp podcast right now is probably my favorite. <laughs> okay, just go ahead and pump pump your business partner's tires. That's cool. <laughs> no, it, I, okay, maybe a little bit. No, just kidding. It actually was really funny. So they have like that humor where it's like, you guys are the biggest idiots. This yeah. makes no sense. You're not even talking about hockey right now, but I mean, I get it. <laughs> okay. All right. I so. mean, I'm, I, I support them a hundred percent. I, I know Todd and Jason, I don't know his nephew, but I will definitely give him a listen and a subscribe yeah. and a like and a, and leave a comment and just a, you know, reminder to all of our listeners, we would love a, uh, review that's the word review we'd love a review on whatever platform uh you're on in your in your spare time in quarantine you know five stars only let us know (laughs) let us know what you like what you want to hear more of and um, don't forget or at least just dm us and let us know uh what kind of topics what what do you want to hear you want to hear more about certain stuff us you want us to shut up i mean i don't know (laughs) exactly i mean all things are fine as long as it's five stars yes that's that's all i know if you're if you're don't do like those dumb things where you do five stars and you say like hate it or something like that because that's not cool okay yeah well then then if you have that (laughs) thought just put that message in a dm then (laughs) yeah you you can throw shade at us it's fine that's totally (laughs) fine uh, what's the first thing you're going to do when we get out of here? I mean, out of here as in out of this world pandemic, self-quarantine. 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely would like to do the uh, makeup on our Nashville trip that mm-hmm. we individually had going, but uh, with a lot of people being out of work, losing jobs, this and that, like I just don't think traveling is is everyone's cup of tea, especially right afterwards, uh, especially when going with friends. Um, the first thing we kind of have on the books, uh, we're gonna go on a road trip in the RV. We're gonna be gone for like three weeks. We have this whole thing planned out, uh, so I think that might be the first thing we're gonna do. Obviously, I'll podcast from the road, but who's um, we and where are you gonna? What what are you gonna? Where are you going? Well, my parents have an RV, and so it's gonna cool. be my parents and, and me and my dog Nate, which he's laying behind me. I don't know if you're watching our YouTube, you could see him laying behind me. Um, so mate, and then my brothers in laws want to go as well. So we're basically going to leave from here, uh, go up to like Oregon to Idaho to, uh, it'd be Wyoming up to what's above Wyoming, uh, Montana, back down to Wyoming through Colorado, uh, and then New Mexico at home. New Mexico. Oh, Arizona, cool. I kind of want to come. I mean, I'm not invited. It's okay. We'll have to do a separate trip. We'll have to do like a road trip yeah. for House of Hockey podcast. Yeah. Well, I originally had like a Southern Crawl road trip going on, to, like from here all the way over to like Myrtle Beach and back home. But uh, I got vetoed real quick because of humidity. Oh, yeah. I would veto that as well. I've lived in the South. The humidity is a bitch. I want no yeah. part of it anymore. You'll be Aww. much. You will be much happier in the mountains, my friend. Yeah, I do like mountains. I like trees and I like rivers. So you will be very happy. (laughs) Very happy. Well, if you're in a if you're gonna road trip to the south, you want to go when it's like in the winter. You want to go in November when it's cooling off, but not freezing and you know bearable. Yeah, we were planning on going in September, so oh nice. A little too might be a little too warm, but what are you gonna do? What am I going to do? Well, I will, I will probably be one of those people on an airplane as soon as possible, considering my line of work and I travel so much for my hosting and interviewing. And I really do, I really do miss what I do. I love being able to talk to people and interview them and figure out their why. And we do that here on the podcast and thank God we have this because it definitely fuels my soul but i'll probably be getting back to it and yeah i've got, I've got a, an official face mask i had commissioned by a friend of mine sounds fancier Your leopard print yes my leopard print face mask because i love leopard print that's a fun fact about me i have a leopard i have leopard print of basically everything like one of all the things I have mm-hmm. the row pillows that are leopard print, my phone case is leopard wow. print. I have a leopard print jacket. I have a leopard print shirt. I have leopard print pants. I have a leopard print blazer. Like one of all the things that I don't ever wear them all together because that's crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you it just something weird? brings me joy. Go ahead. Yeah. What, what's Fun weird? Fact. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. Oh, no, but cut me speaking off. Speaking of, of leopards. Yeah, I was chased by a snow leopard when I was like five. It was in its own little cage, obviously, but it was stalking me. It wanted <laughs> to eat me. It was at the Moore Park College. They have a zoo up there. It's a small zoo. And I was standing, I was looking at this thing, and this snow leopard was stalked, and it jumped 
off of its bed and on all three sides back down and growled and it wanted to eat me. <laughs> okay. When you started that story, I thought you were like in the mountains and you were actually being chased by snow. <laughs> I mean, I might as well have been because there was, if that cage was not in place, I would be snow leopard dinner, lunch. That, that's a little traumatizing. Yeah, it was. Oh, it's action happening by you. Got a busy street. What are people doing? We're in quarantine. Go home. There's, we have the most annoying, like, motorcyclists. That go. I live, so my house backs, like, a, a busy street. And like clockwork, it's the same two motorcyclists. They'll go, and they just feel like we want to hear their motorcycle. Yeah, I don't get I that. Don't, I, don't I don't understand. I don't like loud noises. I don't, I don't, that's not... <gasps> What's your least favorite sound? I know oh. mine. Oh, I've never thought about that before. My least favorite sound is the leaf blower. The leaf blower? The leaf blower. Okay. It drives me up a wall. I think it's because they, it's like, and it's like up and down and it's like, shut up. Like make yeah. up your mind. Are you on? Are you off? Go away. Would the leaves just keep blowing around anyway? They're not, you're not cleaning them up. I don't know. I, true. It pisses me off. What about you? Uh, uh, well, I grew up being told never to chew with your mouth open. So anytime someone is smacking their food around mm. me, or, or if you like slurp like soup, it, uh, uh, -uh. like a loud you know? chewers. I mean, not like necessarily like a, if you're like a loud, like if you're crunching on chips, your mouth is shut, like that's fine. I don't mind that. But if you're like snacking on your food and I can hear like the wishy-washy of the food hitting your teeth, I'm probably going to back into you. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I just want to circle back to the snow leopard almost attack. <laughs> yes. Are you okay from that? Are you permanently traumatized? <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I probably, I cannot remember a lot of stuff that happened in my childhood. So for me to have a very vivid memory of this snow leopard pre-attack, it's, I'm okay now because I'm alive, but I still often think about it. I'll just make sure not to wear snow leopard print around you. I wouldn't want to trigger you in any yeah. way. And don't make like sudden movements around me or else I'll... <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd probably be like, huh, karate chop. <laughs> Crazy's gonna like whack me upside the head. <laughs> yeah, I do have reflexes like a cat, so. Okay, good, good. All right, well, yeah. this is good information. Yeah, aside yeah. from work when the quarantine's over, you know, I, well, obvi obviously we would want, we are going to go see hockey. Well, that's going to be one of the right. first things we do. I feel like that's a no brainer, but yeah. the other thing that I really, really want to do is I just, I want a haircut. Oh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, small and strange as that is. And I am not about to start cutting and coloring my hair in quarantine. Right. I have learned that lesson when I was in college. <laughs> We don't do that. We pay the right. professional to do that for us. 
but I just, my hair is like getting too long. It feels blah. And I just, it's something about getting a haircut feels rejuvenating to me. Okay. So that's, I want to do some, that's what, that's what I want to do. That's what you want to do. I mean, uh, that's fine. Yeah. You're, you're able to do that. You should do that. <laughs> exactly. And I'll be traveling and I'll be seeing people and you know, that'll be, that'll be a given. But anyway. Yeah. Well, speaking of traveling, besides your phone, what is something you cannot leave house without? Like if I'm going on a trip or just in the car? Let's just say anything. Let's just say going in the car. If you were to leave the house mm-hmm. and without, obviously, your car keys, your phone, your ID, like what's something right. that you cannot leave without? Water. Water? Yeah. I have to bring a bottle of water with me in the car. I feel that. I don't know why some subconscious like fear of being abandoned and not having water. Yeah. I don't know. I get that. I drink a gallon of water a day. I have a big gallon next to me. I don't know if you can see it here. So I, I drink this a day. I drink a ton of water too. So I yeah. need a lot of, I need water. But other than that, oh, you know what else pisses me off if I don't have it in the car is my, my earbuds for my phone. Okay. The speaker's never loud enough if I'm on the road and if I need to yeah. talk to somebody and we can't, you know, hold the phone to our head, blah, blah, blah. If I forget those, yeah. it's not ideal. But other than that, that's it. Yeah. What about you? Uh, chapstick. Bird's bees. Oh. I never leave without it. And if I do leave without it, I panic. Absolutely panic. And do you turn around and drive home and get it? Uh, yeah, I, I will. Or I'll find somewhere where I can go and buy one. <laughs> Okay. Panic. Panic. Yeah. We've all got our safety things we need <laughs> with us when we leave. Maybe oh. this is just us, Breezy. I don't know. I feel like I'm so weird now that I'm like admitting these things. I get chased by snow leopards. I can't leave the house without chapstick. <laughs> you know, I think everybody's got quirks and things and maybe it's not associated with the car but it could be associated with you know the way they make their breakfast or making their bed or I think everybody has a weird habit of some not maybe weird's not the right word we all have our habits and our quirks that's true yeah and okay give me (laughs) another one ah you're putting me on the I always have to put my left sock and left shoe on first always I mean, I put my socks on and then I put my shoes on. I'm not like a sock shoe, sock shoe person. Cause that's oh, just thank God. <laughs> thank God. Or else I'd be vetoed from this whole entire thing. Uh, yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah. The left foot. Okay, I understand that. I understand that. Yeah. I like routine. We've talked about this. I run anxious routine structure. That yeah. sort of thing is good for me. It keeps me, helps right. keep calm, things calm. Yep. I don't know. I have no preference on which sock I put on first. But you will pay attention now that I've told you that. Yeah. Now I'm going to be like, which, which, which one do I have put on? Which one did I put on in the last? <laughs> yep. And then you're going to be like, wow, I had a better day when I put my left shoe on over my right shoe. And then you're going to get superstitious. And then you know- we're all doomed. And then we're like, we're not already doomed now. I'm sure a lot of people think we yeah. are. I, I realize I do something quirky with the, the left and the right foot thing, but it was something okay. I read that when you 
I don't remember where I read it was from not fake news. When I, mm -hmm. when you wake up and before you take your first step out of bed, you're supposed to figure out which side of the nose you breathe more clearly on. So like I'll roll up, I'll sit up and then I'll like close one nostril and breathe and see which side I can breathe better on. And then the clearer side is the side you're supposed to take your first step out of bed with, with that foot, because it's like literally starting the day on the right foot. Like you got out of bed on the wrong side phrase or like you, uh -huh. isn't there something with the foot too? Maybe not. It's a, a woke up on the wrong side of the bed. That's the phrase. I'm horrible gotcha. with those phrases. I butcher them to hell. Uh, so I do that. And now I have not kept a, like a very diligent log of if that's made any difference. Okay. But in my mind, there's something to it. So you just breathe and I then walk on that, the clear side. And okay. I mean, ideally you want both sides balanced. Right. I can just see you like getting up inside of your bed with your little face mask yeah. on, <laughs> sniffing and then like, left <laughs> literally that's exactly what i look like <laughs> thank god nobody Great. sees it <laughs> well i just uh painted the picture for everyone so yes you did I, I do eyes with my face mask i have my bite guard because i grind my teeth and i don't want my teeth to fall out and the fuck oh. whoever thought this shit would be happening in your life it's so funny oh, oh gosh so funny I think on that note, we should we should send it over to this week's interview with Frank. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think so. Let's uh, let's get to our guest. So you may know him from his podcast, The Hockey Illuminati. Frank, how's it going? Welcome to uh, the House of Hockey. What's up, ladies and House of Hockey fans? Greetings from lovely Toronto, Ontario. Uh, it's snowed here this morning. Yeah, oh, that's not a lie. Of course it did, because it's April and... Yeah. And that totally makes snowed. sense. Um, <laughs> kind of ruined my morning walk, but uh, I knew that we had this podcast recording later in the day. So I've been in a chipper mood all day and snow or snow or no snow. We're ready to go here. Tell us about your, your podcast. How, you know, what do you cover? How did it start? Like that. Yeah. So the uh, podcast, Hockey Illuminati, it's a beautiful little sign over there. Um, something that it was, it was started close to two years ago now. So um our, our show does sort of very well-researched biographical style interviews with pros from the hockey world. So uh, we, we've done interviews with current players, uh, retired players, old timers, uh, female Olympians. We've had a referee on our show. We've had an NHL agent on our show. We've had uh, broadcasters. Uh, we've had Instagram influencers like, like Breezy and, and her page and, uh, and a couple other big influencers, guys like Pavel Barber. So we, we, we like to go in a number of different verticals in terms of the types of guests that, that we're hitting on and talking to. Um, I think what, what sets our show apart really is, is how deep our interviews go, um, how well-researched they are. Oftentimes when guests sit down with me, I, I know more about them than they remember. So 
there's many times when I've sat down with guests and I've brought a quote or something they did in the past and they'll sit there and say, when did I say that? Or, oh yeah, like, how did you know that? Like, they're on their toes. So when, when I have guests come in, um, I'm, I'm challenging them always. So do you have uh, any favorite guests you've had on the podcast or a really interesting story maybe that one of your guests has shared that's moved you personally? Favorite, gu favorite guests, what, besides Breezy? Of course, of course, besides my girl, Breezy, yeah. Um, well, she's obviously number one. Number two, and <laughs> I guess three or four, uh, with someone who I didn't personally know was with Mike Camilleri, former Montreal Canadian, Audrey Flame. Um, and I remember, I mean, that's that would probably be, because it was, it was the first one. It was the first real episode that we did. You know, I had a few other guys on, like Stamkos, who's a friend of mine. Um, I had another uh, individual on um, from the women's Olympic team, Laura Stacey, who's a friend of mine. So when I sat down with them, it was a little bit different. You know, it was, it was, I, had, I already had a relationship with them. But when, when I sat down with Camilleri, it was like, wow, this is really cool. This is my, this is my first real, um, you know, piece with, uh, with somebody that, that I don't have a pre-existing relationship with. And um, on top of that, Mike was like, he's like one of the most intelligent hockey players that's ever played in the NHL. Uh, super smart guy, uh, really business savvy, well-spoken. Um, we had some fun. He was jabbing me. I was jabbing him throughout the interview. And, and he revealed a lot of things, a couple things in particular that he's never spoken publicly about. So I remember walking away from that and thinking like, what? And, he, and he paid me a great compliment at the end of it too. Um, so I remember walking away from that thinking like, damn, that, that was great. Like maybe there is something here. Um, yeah. So he would probably be my favorite one that I've sat with uh, in person so far. Uh, you were talking about Stammer, Stamkos. Yes. And uh, tell us how you know him. And uh, I guess Breezy says you have a pretty funny story about how you got him pulled over. Can you tell us that story? Well, yeah. So st st the Macedonian assassin, Steve Stamkos, is, I'm lucky enough to uh, have a relationship with him through a friend of mine. So, um, I mean, he's a Markham guy. I'm here in Markham, Ontario. Um, he grew up five minutes down the road uh, from, from me. We we're both born in 1990. Uh, we both ended up going to the same high school together, Brother Andre Catholic High School, which by the way, our high school was actually in the Hockey Hall of Fame. We had a jersey in the Hall of Fame at one point um, because we were the most successful high school hockey team in Canada uh, historically. Wow. Yeah. Kind of cool. So like most wins, uh, number of all Ontario championships. So we had our Jersey in the hall of fame for, for quite some time. And, uh, there's a lot of NHL guys that just by coincidence came in and out of my high school. Yeah. I was um, going to say how many NHLers have come out of there. So, uh, Stammer, uh, Del Mike Delzato who plays on Anaheim right now. Um, Cody Hodgson who played with Nashville. Mm -hmm. Um, Rafi Torres, who played with San Jose. Who am I forgetting? Steve Weiss, who played with Quite Florida. Um, mm -hmm. I was close. You were close. <laughs> no chance. Um, there's probably Wait, a few what, others. I don't think people know. What position did you play? I was a goaltender. You're a goaltender. Yes, and I was, I was a normal goaltender. I'm very proud Not of that. a weird one. Not a weird one. No, there's two types of goalies. There's the whack job goalies and there's the, there's the, uh, uh, the bipolar goalies. Either way, they're both going to be weird. I'm more on the bipolar side. 
Um, <laughs> Good to know what we're but, dealing with here. You know what? Stammer's a Stammer's a a, a, a private guy. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's not one of these guys that is really showy. He doesn't uh, he doesn't flaunt uh, his his fame. Um, he's he's super modest. He's always been like that. Um, super down earth. Um, it doesn't surprise me that he was, you know, Corn. What the hell are you doing, man? Come on. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's um, in, in terms of another story. I, I guess one I could share is um, so I, I play fantasy football. Okay, I've got a fantasy football group with my buddies from high school, and this is how this is how I got to know Stammer in the first place. Um, so when I when I showed up at my high school in grade nine, one of my uh, good friends that I developed a relationship with happened to be one of Stammer's very best friends. And organically, Stammer just kind of joined our friend group. Um, and uh, we've, we've kept this group of friends throughout the years. And uh, we started a fantasy football group. Okay. So we've been playing in this fantasy league for, for 10 years. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, 10 years. Yeah. Time. I'm the 2015 champ, by the way, I got a ring. It's upstairs in my room somewhere and maybe I'll put, throw it on next time. But we've um, been in this league and um, a couple of years ago, we had an opening. So one of the guys who was in the league dropped out. So we had nothing. And there's a very long list to get into this league. I mean, there's people lined up. We get calls all the time. It's a very illustrious, a big pot, super competitive. Uh-huh. Um, so we were like, you know what? Why don't we ask Stammer to see if he wants to play in or come into the league? Because we know he likes to play fantasy baseball. So he, we asked him. He's like, yeah, sure. So he comes into the league. First year in the league, he finishes dead last. Okay? Ooh. Dead last. That's kind of stink. Yeah. And the boys were just carving him. Like we, we were like, we were giving it to him. Like he was, he made a couple of bad moves and, you know, maybe didn't have the greatest draft and, and we were just carving them all year. Like Stammer, you know, like this is really piss poor performance. Like we let you in the league. Like, yeah, I think it got to him a little bit. I think it got to him a little bit. And he said, and he said, you know what, next year, I'm going to show you guys what's good. He's next year will be a new year. And what does he do? What does he, <laughs> he do? Wins. The following he year, he comes out and wins a goddamn league. Okay. He wins. That and speaks to his character for sure. It speaks to his, he threw it all, he threw it in, threw it in our face, <laughs> and uh, and he flaunted it. Trust me. And um, it, it does, it does speak to his character because Stammer is one of the most competitive guys, um, I've I've ever known personally. Like, um, when this guy wants to do something, um, I mean, he's he's had such an amazing career, and uh, yeah. he's he's so he's so driven. Yeah, you know, to to succeed. Um, so it was funny to see that come to come to fruition. Yeah, that's funny. Well, speaking of uh, of stories and, and kind of bringing it back to you being a goalie, um, I heard from on one of your episodes that you played against Jack Eichel a bit. One time, played against one him time. one time. It was a highlight of my career. <laughs> okay, literally, this this was the peak. I'd reached the mountain. I'd reached the mountaintop in this exact moment. Okay. okay. So, and, and, and one of my, one of my dreams is to get Jack Eichel on the show or to interview him, to ask him about this. Yeah. There's no way he's going to remember, but it'll be funny just to bring it up. So <laughs> when I was at Adrian college where I played, um, I, so I played a couple of years with the club hockey program, which is ACHA. And I played mm-hmm. one year with the NCAA program. 
Okay. Okay. So my one year with the NCAA program, I was the league's most outstanding bench warmer, bottle opener, uh, water boy, uh, everything you can think of. And um, it's an important job. It's, okay. it's an important job. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. And I tell you, yeah. those bottles, those bottles were filled to the brim, and they were tight when I was on that team. I was gonna say <laughs> you probably didn't let any pranks fly, did you, with a loose top, huh? Um, no, not not in the first couple months because it was I was on a new team right. and I was like, you know, the, the the rookie. It was funny. I was a rookie twice in college. I got to go through it twice. <laughs> Um, how exciting it was exciting i loved being a, a rock pile i i'd do it all over again to be a, to be a rock <laughs> getting bomb. shit on left and right oh my goodness I, yeah I could, it's so I could, much fun i could tell you a few things that uh anyways so so back to eichel so yeah so i'm with the ncaa team and um i got a little bit of playing time um one of the games that i got to start was an exhibition game against the u.s uh under I guess it would have been under 21 program. Mm-hmm. No, was it under 21 or under 18? No, it was under 21. The under 21 team. So Ann Arbor, where they have their home arena, the U.S. national program, um, is in Ann Arbor. And actually, we play them every year. Adrian College does an exhibition game every year against them. It's uh, some type of an agreement they have. So coach gives me the start in this exhibition game. I've never been so nervous in my life in a hockey game like uh, honest to god i remember sitting on the bus and i was damn near puking like i have i had anxiety i had sweats i remember driving like it was like an hour drive from our school and I, it was just so inside my own head um before the you know before the game and I, like i said i usually i mean you always get a little nervous before games but i was a wreck i was a yeah. wreck because there was gonna be thousands of people in the stands we had a bunch of people coming from adrian uh, to watch because they knew I was going to be in net. You know, people yeah. have signs, people. It was it was crazy. So <laughs> we're in the room, and um, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to focus and just calm myself down and say to myself, Frank, just relax. Like, don't worry about the fact that you're playing these U.S. national yeah. program. You know, guys, just it's it's like any other game. You're going to step on the ice, and it'll be like any other game. Right. Okay. So this is what I'm telling myself. So we go onto the ice. We take the ice for, for warm-up. And you ever, you ever see how teams sometimes will let the first guy out and let him do a lap by himself? Yep. Yeah. So yep. They, they did that to me. Okay, just, to make my, just to make my nerves even worse. Just to add to it, of course. God damn it. So I do a couple laps, and I see all the boys are, like, holding, the, holding back at the gate, like, laughing. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. So whatever. We, do, we warm up. We go in. We come back out. Game starts. And I'm still, I'm still shitting bricks. Yep. And the very first minute, one of their guys came across center ice, took a slap shot. So, we, uh, like, he dumped it in around the glass. Okay? Yep. So, it's ringing around the glass. I go up behind the net to stop it. It hits off a stanchion, oh. pops out, and it hits off the goalpost. <laughs> it goes the Uh-oh. other way. <laughs> this was my this was my first 30 seconds oh, and i almost boy. got i was let a goal and i'm like oh my god so whatever i i make a few saves somehow okay yeah. like the puck finds me um and i just remember thinking like what a jump it was from ncaa division three to mm-hmm. this under 21 national u.s program like the way these guys move the puck um the speed 
the way the defenseman held the blue line. I mean, you couldn't, yep. you couldn't, we couldn't get the puck past the blue line. The defenseman, they, they built a wall. Like it was insane. The, the difference of skill, even from, from a marginal level to, you know, division three, which is still good hockey to this, to this program. And right. um, they get a power play. They're working the puck around. They're working the puck around. It goes out into the slot. Bang. Guy takes a one-timer. Smokes me right in the chest. Oof, Crowd goes wild. We clear it. Whatever. So <laughs> I, I go back in intermission. I let one goal in on, I think, nine shots, which was, was pretty good. I was super happy with my performance so far. So okay. we get into the room, and, and the guys are all going crazy. They're like, Frank. They're like, do you know who that was that you stopped in the slot? I'm like, who? They're like, that's, fuck, that's Jack Eichel. Like, that guy's going to go second overall. <laughs> couple months wow. like get the hell out of it. i didn't even know we i knew he was but I, I wasn't paying attention to any of the numbers or anything and yeah. um and it was wild and and that was like i was like the talk of the town for the next like couple weeks as the, as the kid who stopped track eichel on an exhibition game it ended up beating us i think it was four two or five two but but yeah. uh, and that's your one degree of separation from the nhl then huh that that was my yes on ice that is my one that is my one degree on ice from separation yeah that's funny it did the nerves wild. uh kick in a little more after that knowing he was on the ice or did it not really matter it didn't no it didn't even matter it didn't even matter i just knew that that like i couldn't have known it didn't matter of any of the names um yeah. it's funny dylan larkin was on that team but he was mm-hmm. uh he was a healthy scratch that night gotcha um could have been, just went, been, go ahead. I, I, I was looking back at that team to see what other guys I played. And there was a defenseman as well that was on the team that's, that's a well-known D-man that's playing in the NHL now. I forget, I forget who it was, though. Hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the current season since we we're talking NHL, which, you know, obviously there is no season. It's on pause. But what do you think is going to be the outcome, you know, at the end of – COVID-19 or whenever there is an end to all of this yeah. is in relation to the hockey season. Well, I, I mean, I guess, first of all, you just got to be patient, right? Patience. Uh, everyone's getting a little stir crazy and going nuts. This is where being a Leaf fan comes in handy because we've had to um, be patient our entire lives for some winning to happen. So uh, I got no problem waiting for things to come to fruition. Um, I don't know. I, I, my gut feeling is that we will not play any type of hockey until the fall. Yeah. Um, Same. They will, again, this is just my opinion. I, I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to find a way to award the cup and then give the players a proper off season and then start the next season without the whole thing being too gimmicky. Right. Um, I mean, sure. They can do a short playoff format. They've, everyone's throwing around these ideas and, you know, formats and, you know, best two out of three or, you know, go right to the, the third round or whatever. But I think it would yeah. be gimmicky. And as much as the players want to um, play for the cup, um, they've also got to keep their, their health and, mm-hmm. and, their, and their bodies in mind, right? I mean, the, you can't have the Stanley Cup finals and then turn around and do a start the season in a month or something like that. So no. I think what they'll end up doing, if I were to guess, is they'll, they'll have an NHL awards ceremony at some point. They'll give out all the hardware for this year. Um, and it'll just be a wash in terms of awarding the Stanley Cup. Um, same, same goes with the NBA, mm-hmm. um, which I don't mind. That means the Toronto Raptors are defending world champs for one more year. Um, 
but yeah, that's, that, that, that's that would such be BS. That pisses me off. I feel like, no, that's like, no, you don't, you don't get it for more than a year. Like not, not, not just like the Raptors, but like yeah. the blues, like that's it. You get, you get your year. That's it. doesn't matter what happens with the world. What you're not, you're you don't to get back. to be. But what if you are for real back-to-back champions? Like well, you're, fine. Uh... Like if they actually <laughs> won, then team. fine. No, but oh, like, it's that she cares for them, sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like no, no, you don't you don't get it twice, you get it once. That's it. Well, Doesn't speaking matter. of having like winning twice, like do you think like when the Hawks because the Hawks won it back to back, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, they in between. It? No. So ten <laughs> No they didn't, no. Ten, thirteen, and fifteen. The hockey oh, lady yeah. is right. Yes, is I right. know. Yeah, but we went so well we almost we we could we could have been contenders, but we weren't. Yeah. Um, but we went at like every other with the Kings from 12, 12, Mm -hmm. 13, not 14, no 14. And then you guys weren't there 15 and then right in the playoff in 15, you didn't make it into the postseason. You know, it was so long ago. I can't even tell you what I did yesterday. (laughs) It's okay. It feels like it's back to back. So, so no, but, and, and it wasn't, you know, three in a row, the Chicago Bulls were, three peats right. twice with a separation right. in between yeah but yeah we don't want to talk about I, basketball I, when you like i was thinking about this the other day though it's like when a team has won so many times we'll yeah. say like the hawks how they had their three and however many years obviously it still feels good for the players and you know it's it's still good and even fans but at some point are you like well we just won the cup we just had this you know two years ago or like last year do you think that there's a level of excitement that's not as much as it was before? For me as a fan, no way. No, for, for anybody in general. Like, <laughs> I, has, think, has... I, I, think, I think that's a good question. And I've, yeah. I've debated that a lot with, uh, with a lot of fans of teams that have had a lot of success. I think it depends on your level of fandom, right? Yeah, like that's the, true. You know, the New England Patriots are a good example. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly right exactly. and I, I've, I've had this conversation like what like you, you have those diehard Patriots fans that every single year uh, that they've won it's just as good as you know all the other years that they won but for the casual fans they're like eh, okay it's just another year so I think, I think it depends on your level of, of fandom um, yeah. for me personally all I would need is one <laughs> just give me one parade in Toronto that's it you can you can time. fold the Leafs after that, and they could there could never be another hockey game in the city again. It just got to happen one time. So I'm not a greedy fan like you know some of these Blackhawk fans over here. Who are, oh, hey, we want more. We wink, want more. Wink. Hey, yeah. we're not. Oh, speak for yourself, Breezy, being a, a Kings fan. You <laughs> had two almost. You had two every other. Just you know, come on. I mean, those two were great, and then we fell, and then and it hasn't looked good really since. <laughs> But that's okay. <laughs> no, but uh, we're not greedy. We were just good. What do you want? No, I know. I get it. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Ha- I know. You know what? It's one of those rare things. Honestly, I think it's it's rare today in the sport in the NHL to for the Hawks to have had what they had, and yeah. um, I think it's a lot of right players the right chemistry the right coach we the having that team mentality as we saw with the blues last year of that like they came from the bottom and like had this chemistry in the locker room that really is what carried them through and i think what the blackhawks had was 
amazing, but I don't know that that's um, like a normal bar that you can set yeah. for teams. And, well, and I think it's not. Yeah, I mean, the Kings kind of were like that in yeah. 2012. It was like the bottom, and then they they came up. And even in 14, how they were behind and then ended up coming up. But yeah. and even the same with the Blues. So I feel like when you're a team that basically has your back against the wall and all you want to do is win you get that you form some kind of of brotherhood and you just want to play even harder for each other to win so so why isn't this... that happening with the leafs then yeah we got to talk about this because they had a, <laughs> a pretty good season like where do you see the future going did they though did they have I a good season? So. Nah. Yeah. If, if you ask, if you ask Leaf fans and people that actually pay attention to the team, and it's so funny, the perception <laughs> of Toronto um, is is that they are this this glorified team of superstars that will just run and gun you out of the building every night and, and score ten goals. And some nights yeah. that may be true, but it's so funny. I've had I was I've been on a couple other podcasts, you know, in the last year. Mm-hmm. I was on one with a, a few guys um, in Calgary. Yeah. Um, a few guys in Chicago, actually, and same thing. Like, wow, Leafs are having a really good year. Like, they they, they look. No, this this could be. I wouldn't you know, say a really good time. year, but they've they're playing better this year than they have in the past. I don't see. I don't even know if that's the case. Like the Leafs, the Leafs for the last um, almost two years now. It's coming on two years. There's been no consistency with the team. Mm-hmm. None. That's true. So if you look at literally for two years, I encourage someone to pull up the Maple Leafs. <laughs> Regular season schedule. Um, don't blow up the playoff schedule because, you know, we all know what happens. They piss it away to Boston every year. But pull up the regular season schedule the last two years, and they do this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a constant roller coaster. There's no consistency with this team. Um, you know, so Babcock. what's the solution? <laughs> what is the solution? Yeah, what are they missing? What are they lacking? What's the problem? Coaching? I, I players too 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 many players getting paid too many big bucks that are too young what do you think so the 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 team there is there is definitely something there i mean if if on paper um this team's core you can you can match them up against any other core in the league Mm -hmm. right matthews marner nylander Tavares, morgan riley um freddie anderson is one of the top boys in the league when he's on his game um he's not always on it but when he is on it I've always said he's like in the top three or four in the league when he is on. And um, the problem, the problem with the Leafs the last couple of years has been, I think, I think a big problem is leadership with this club. Um, You have a guy like John Tavares who comes in, who's a great player. um, And you just, you just make him the captain after, after one year. And um, I I was never convinced on him as a captain. Um, He's a quiet leader. He leads by example, which is great, but I don't think he's the right type of leader for the Maple Leafs, who are a group of really young kids who need somebody maybe that can relate to them a little bit more. I'm not sure, but, you know, there were stories about Tavares in Long Island about how he was really quiet in the dressing room, and um, it's just this is not his character. I mean, there's different types of leaders, okay? You have, you have quiet, silent leaders, um, and you have the raw, raw in your face leaders. Yep. John Tavares is on the on the you know the far end of the quiet leader, and um, I don't know if that's the right type of, of leadership that we need. And I mean, you look at the rest of the leadership on the team. You have Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner are wearing A's. They're your assistants. Yep. You're 22 years old. Okay. <laughs> um, 
you know, you have Willie Nylander who uh, is, is a terrifically skilled player. We're paying him a ton of money, but I mean, this is a top six guy who doesn't play defense. Yeah. This is a top six guy who won't go in the corners. This is a top six guy who won't uh, oftentimes won't drive to the net. Right. Um, yep. Now he was playing great this year, but there's, there's a lot of holes in, in their first. game. There's a lot of holes in their game. There's, there's character issues with the team. Um, but the good news is that there is a good core there. I think it's just plugging and playing uh, other positions. And, and, and there's some maturity that needs to happen with this team as well. And look, we, I'm going to just say this so it's on the record. I mean, both you and Breezy are very big Leafs fans and you support the team and you love the team. You know, this isn't a dump on them fest. This is just a very, you know, you know, bird's eye view of the team as a fan mm-hmm. perspective that you're offering. Yeah. How would you describe Leafs fans? Yeah. Um, you know, Toronto is the, Toronto is the hockey Mecca of the world. There's no doubt right. about that. And yep. uh, there's people in Montreal that would probably disagree and say it's them and there's you know people in western canada or maybe in in detroit hockey town where they would say no no no, what are you talking about but the fact of the matter is it is toronto there there are more nhl players that come from the city of toronto uh, than anywhere else in the world uh that that, that end up playing in the nhl um there's more kids playing hockey in the greater toronto area than anywhere else in the world the leafs have the biggest fan base in the world just by sheer numbers mm-hmm. right there's no doubt about that and and that's evident when you go to games throughout uh you know canada and the u.s when you know there are some nights when the leafs outnumber the the home side uh, i was in yeah. a game in in ottawa this year um leafs in ottawa toronto played Ottawa, or sorry excuse me arizona played ottawa on thursday night 7,000 fans in the building. Mm-hmm. Two nights later, the Leafs were in town on Saturday night, sold out. And there were more Leaf fans in, for warm-up watching the team in the lower bowl than there was two nights before. Yeah. That understand. And, and, and it's like that. <laughs> and you, you go to Vancouver, you go to uh, Florida, mm-hmm. you go anywhere you go, uh, the Leafs travel very well. And that's because the, the yep. sheer number um, – you know, the sheer number of, of, uh, of fans are is, is crazy. They do. They travel really well. How many, I mean, you have obviously traveled to, to see them. How many times have you gone somewhere uh, else other than Scotiabank to see them? You know, not, not as many, not as many rinks as I would, as I would like, um, quite honestly. I've, I've seen them all in Detroit mm-hmm. uh, a number of times, having lived in Michigan, um, yep. Ottawa, Buffalo, for the, not not the two best places to go watch a hockey game. They would be on the lower end of uh, of the uh, of the bucket list. Nashville, mm-hmm. um, and actually, I've got a funny story about our, our time in Nashville. If you want to hear that, um, go for it. Yeah, let me just think. Though, where else have I been? Detroit, Buffalo. You said Vegas. oh Arizona. I saw Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, Leafs in Arizona to, last you year. You went to Montreal, didn't you? And Montreal, I've been to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so six or seven. Okay. Six or seven. And you but supported the Leafs at every single one, obviously. Every single one. My heart every on my sleeve. One. Yeah. But our, <laughs> our trip in Nashville was, um, was probably the most fun. I yep. got my little Nashville mug here for everybody to see. Love it. <laughs> so we, just a couple months ago, we saw the Leafs take on Nashville and, um, I was, I was super pumped. I've never been 
uh, obviously to the state of Tennessee before. And uh, mm-hmm. I was there for a bachelor party. We had a great time. Um, one of the guys on the on TV gave us a shout out, one of the broadcasters, because uh, we met him before in the in the foyer or whatever. And he's like, hey, you guys are, what are you doing over for a bachelor party? So he gave us a shout out. Um, but it, it's crazy in Nashville. Like I've never experienced anything like that with the way the fans are. Yep. And um, we were being really obnoxious. Yeah. No, okay, we were... you? From the <laughs> yeah. little bit I've learned, I've gathered about you in the last little bit. There was like six or seven of us, literally, Breezy, the last row in yeah. the arena. We were okay. standing, like, like we were leaning up against the wall behind us. Yeah. Okay. You, know, you know that where I'm talking about in the back there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All the way up behind, behind Pecorine. So we were on yeah. that side. And we were, we were just being so, we were being such idiots the whole game, like really like chirping Kyle Turris so hard, like really yeah. getting on Turris, getting on Rene. Uh, my buddy's yelling, oh, we love coming to Nashville, picking up two points. Uh, just like being, just being so, I won't repeat some of the other things he said, but we were yeah. being so, and nobody, nobody said a thing to us. Not, we didn't yeah. have one fan turn around and like even jokingly be like hey you know you guys are leaf fans you're a joke you haven't won anything in 50 years like shut up right. yeah and and i remember we walked out of the rink thinking wow those people like people in natural are so nice like we they're so polite they're so polite like we so said polite. some again i won't repeat some of the things we said but we said some pretty <laughs> harsh shit yeah. and and we no one blinked an eye at us like people are the leafs were blowing them out it was like five two with a couple minutes left yeah. people are getting up and leaving we're waving in people's faces you know call us when you get home thanks for coming yeah not a word do you know what they That's say in what... the south they say uh bless your heart and they were probably saying to one one another we're just gonna pray for them when we go to church on <laughs> sunday <laughs> Although they say those boys need some prayers from God, and that's oh. what they do. I mean, I lived in the South, so I can say that because I know that yeah. shit is fucking true. Okay. okay. I've First had time. people say to me, I will pray for you, <laughs> church. Okay. And I was okay. like, oh, I think that's a, I think they think I'm a really horrible, like, person. That's really what they're saying. <laughs> and the worst thing for anyone to say is, I'm going to pray for you. I've had that said to me before, and I'm like, I didn't even do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Sorry, I, you know crazy. what, I, I, I hope they did. I mean, we're all okay, but I mean. Well, there was a lot of prayers for you in church. We could have used, we, we certainly needed them. Let me just say that, you know, three days, <laughs> yeah. three days in Nashville. Um, and uh, we all made it alive, but I, I know I said a few prayers when I got home just to make sure everything was, you know, kosher. And it was. So uh, anyway. It's funny. The yeah. first time I went to a Preds game at Bridgestone, uh, I was with, uh, two of my friends and we had we had pregame pretty hard before the game which is my mistake because I didn't really remember the game too much uh, the next day but one of my friends so I don't curse that's just something that that I <clears throat> that I do but my friend has a mouth on her and she was saying every word in the freaking book and the guy turned around and he goes this is a family environment you need to stop using those words wow <laughs> So. It's like a breeze. You don't curse at all. Uh, no, not really. What, what What is the worst curse word you will say? Uh, my mom thinks the word crap is a pretty bad word. Okay. So I so guess da- I would say crap. So is damn in your vocabulary? No. What about ass? Nope. Wow. Nope. Yeah. I, 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 I handle it for of, 
Yeah, I, I worked with a bunch of Mormons for a very long time. Mm. And it just became habit. Um, and it's actually, I think it's kind of fun to not say them because then you just come up saying like the weirdest things. Like I always go, oh, yeah, freaking donkey. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it, it forces you to be a little creative with your vocabulary. Exactly. And it, it's, it's fun. It's a, it's a good time. Let's talk um, hunks. Well, when I was on your podcast, we did a um, hottest hunk of hockey for, God, what was it? All-Star Game. Yes. Right? And Correct. for those who who did not listen, which shame on you for not listening. Shame on you. Um, Ryan O'Reilly took the cake. Yeah. Took the cake. Who do you think should have really won? Yeah. You know, it, our, our criteria was a little bit different. <laughs> it right? was. Um, what was the measurement? We assessed hunkiness on a couple of different things. We looked at, you know, how much money is in their bank account. That's a big mm-hmm. factor. Um, how much success they've had. You know, how much yep. bling they got. Do they got rings? Do they yep. got individual awards? So, and of course, physical attributes as well. So we, we assessed points for a wide range of, uh, of categories. Ryan O'Reilly won, but, you know, if we're, if we're going to be going off just hunkiness, I mean, it's hard to, I mean, like Sagan or Yossi, you want to take the red pill or the blue pill? Mm-hmm. Yep. I know, okay. I know, I know Breezy would take the blue pill, which is second but maybe she'd take yossi depending on the day of the week so i don't know absolutely yossi. not I'm complete opposite yossi 100 percent. you okay. know that yeah i know i know <laughs> i think i'd take sagan for a night but yossi for life yeah <laughs> oh. okay all right who's your favorite hockey lady frank besides besides you two uh, yeah just keep flattering us you know we oh, love just, it love to he's flatter just pumping the our tires absolutely jesus don't let us get but, a big head. Come on. So I can't split. I can't split you two in half and, and create one person. No. no, pick somebody up besides me or Breezy. Who's my hockey lady? If I could interview any female hockey player, yeah, sure. If I could have someone on on the on the podcast to do an interview with, I would go with uh, Shannon Zabados, who was the goaltender for Team Canada Olympics 2010, uh, 2014. She won two gold yeah. medals. So she was. She's the she was our starting goalie for all the successful years that the team uh, Canada Olympic team had, um, and she's I'm 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 pretty sure she's still playing. She's very famous uh, on the women's side, so I would probably go with her. She's got great hair too. That's a good one. I'm a big fan of hair, so uh, she's got it all going on, and she'd be super interesting to talk uh, talk to. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a real good one. Yeah. So let's. Uh, I think we have one more question for you. Um, and this would just be about the city of Toronto. So if you're a visiting fan going to Toronto, what is the best thing to do? That would be the best bang for your buck or best thing that you would get out of going to Toronto? Yeah, yeah that's a great question. Um, and, and I guess first off, I'll say I've lived in Toronto my whole life, just outside Toronto. Um, and there's still things I'm discovering in the city. There's still things to do. Like you could be a tourist in the city your whole life and, and really yep. enjoy it. Yeah. I always I always tell people to come to Toronto in the summertime. I know that's mm-hmm. contradictory for hockey fans, but coming in the summertime, there's just way more to do. It's it's way prettier. There's more to see. Um, obviously, it's an amazing city regardless of the of the season. But um, if you're not a crazy crazy diehard hockey fan and you don't need to see a hockey game, come in the summertime. It's way better. Okay. Um, but if you are going to come in the, in the, in the wintertime to see the Leafs, um, 
I guess make sure you buy your tickets well in advance because they're crazy expensive. <laughs> um, save your money. Save your money. Yeah. Well, where can uh, people follow you, find you, listen to the podcast? Uh, yeah. Pr- promo, promo all things Hockey Illuminati. Yeah. So uh, right now we're dropping episodes uh, every other week. So our, our interviews are our episodes rather about an hour long. Um, and uh, every other week we've got new episodes. But, but the good thing about um, the lot of stuff that we've done is that a lot of our episodes have legs, meaning you can go back and listen to them from a year ago um, because we, we try to make our episodes really um, biographical pieces about the person's life. We really dig deep about their career, you know, struggles, they had the things they had to overcome, et cetera. Um, so a lot of our episodes are still very, very relevant and very entertaining. Um, so we, every other week we put them out, you can find us on Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google play, uh, anywhere uh, that aggregates podcasts uh, just by searching our name, the hockey, Illuminati. So give us a follow and, and check us out. And you are at the is it the Hockey Illuminati or just Hockey Illuminati? On Instagram, it's just it's just at uh, it's just Hockey Illuminati on Instagram and um, on the aggregators as well. So iTunes and Spotify, you don't need the the the. the. You can drop that. Perfect. Awesome. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. thanks, Frank, for coming on. Uh, it's really fun to to have you and and to see your face again it's been two months since we've last chatted so that's right thank you so much for for coming on and make sure to follow him at uh hockey illuminati you are absolutely hilarious with your stories and the content you post thank you go follow him listen to uh his podcast and we'll see you next time Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.